Hello everyone and welcome to Tea at the Crossroads where we talk about spirituality and how it affects us and our different points of view. Um I today I am posting my first episode. Yay. Um it's going to be with my very special guest and co-host after like two more episodes. Um Miss Courtney Roy she is a Christian mystic. She does more of the divination kind of side of, of spirituality and, like, the craft. Um, as you will hear in the interview that I um, did with her, it's super exciting. Super excited to finally start this podcast. It's been, gosh, I don't even know how long I've been wanting to do this, probably since the beginning of quarantine, because whenever I do post this, it will be December 21st, 2020, um the Jupiter-Saturn conjunct, and the reason I chose this date to kind of um, post this episode and start this podcast is because I really do want this to be something that I can kind of grow over time, and um, hopefully my brilliant co-host will be wanting to do the same. Um... So, yeah, um, without further ado, let's get into the interview, and super excited for y'all to hear it. It was really good. We talked about a lot of stuff, um, talked about the Akashic Records, kind of her, her, how, where she is now and how she got there, um, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, let's get into it, girls. Hi, Courtney. Welcome to Tea at the Crossroads. We're happy to have you, and I hope that you're having a magnificent night, because whenever we are recording this, it is kind of late. Um, do you just want to give everybody, like, a little snippet of how you're doing and, you know, uh, just talk about you for a second? Yeah, I'm super happy to be here. We actually had to re-record this episode, but it's been a little minute since then. So I am happy to come into this conversation with a fresh mind and a fresh heart. I'm always growing every second, so I have more to say and more to think about and more to share. Um, my name is Courtney Roy. I own the blog Power Priestess on Tumblr. And I used to be a professional tarot reader, and I still absolutely love all things tarot and Akashic Records and psychic abilities. Awesome. Um, so for a little backstory for everyone, we met in a Discord server that Courtney and... Um, one of the other people that I interviewed, Kian, um, <clears throat> that they run together. Um, I was just minding my business, <laughs> scrolling through Tumblr, and Miss Power Priestess here comes up on my timeline, and I'd never heard of this before. I said, excuse me, what? What is this? I need to, like, meet new witchy friends. 
And so I joined, and I don't even know. It's been, what, at least six months. Yeah. It honestly feels like more, but yeah, it's probably been around six months. It, it does. It feels like it, it feels like we've known each other a lot really? longer. We've been yeah. hanging out for a while. <clears throat> um, so I just want to talk to you about, like, your craft and kind of, like, uh, the practices that you hold spiritually and, um, like, your kind of beliefs and stuff. Um, so one question that I do want to ask that I've asked everybody, like, kind of right off the bat is, um, what is your relationship with the Christian God? And, um... <clears throat> do you still have that relationship? Are you working with other deities, other kind of spirits, um, any kind of uh, ancestry work that you're doing, you know, stuff like that? Yes. So I am a Christian mystic, so I do kind of hold on to some things of Christianity, though I love to play around with it and deconstruct everything. And I encourage others to do the same. I think it's so important that we play around and find what feels right for us and find what feels closest to God and to love and to truth for our life. And so for me, I do keep a lot of my traditional Christian background. That's how I was raised, but I branched out into witchcraft and I found a deep love for nature and I still hold on to that. I am um, very much an animist, so I love going out into nature and um, being one with it. I truly feel like we can speak and commune with nature. I will hold on to that for all of my life. I will fight for that stance is that nature is alive and we can communicate to it. And I believe that there are other realms. I believe that there are spiritual realms with ghosts and deities and spirits and fairies and angels and all of that. I do um, believe that those things are real and that those realms exist for us to observe and to interact with as we see fit. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> um, so Christian mysticism, um, I know that like not a lot of beginners probably know that term. Um, <clears throat> do you kind of want to give like a short synopsis of what Christian mysticism is to you and um, <clears throat> how you kind of go about practicing it in, in your daily life or like in your, your kind of spiritual routine? Well, um, there are so many different ways of expressing it. So what I call Christian mysticism, it might be completely different from what somebody else calls it. There are also Christian witches. I feel like we do get overlooked a lot in the spiritual walk because um, Christians hate us and witches maybe don't understand us very much because it seems very contradictory, which it can be. And that's what's part of what makes the path fun. But quick history lesson, um, before the Catholic Church came around and, you know, did what they did and the Council of Nicaea happened, there were actually groups of Christian mystics and esoteric Christians who were really all about embodying God within and finding the inner heaven. And so these were groups like the Essenes, like the Cathars, and essentially what happened is that when they um, 
started to lose power as the Catholic Church grew, these groups became um, witch hunted. They were essentially labeled as witches and as heretics. And um, these Christian mystics were essentially wiped out of existence. And so much of the knowledge that they held and much of the knowledge that they shared was also wiped out of existence. So um, the Catholic Church uh, is to blame for a lot of the erasure of Christian mysticism. Um, but it also has its part in rebuilding it and preserving it. So um, there is a good side and a bad side there. But essentially, these witch hunts that happened, a lot of these witches were actually Christian. They were Christian mystics who were a part of these um, occultic Christian groups. And so for me, Christian mysticism is about returning to that old way, returning to um, some of the Christian traditions and roots that have been left out. So working with the spirit realm, um, becoming one with God, gnosis, which is the study of inner knowledge and um, the study of spiritual wisdom in order to connect to God. So for me, I'm all about engaging the spirit. I'm all about detaching from the ego um, and learning to blend the modern world and the physical world with the spirit in order to see and find and seek God in everything. I like that. Um, definitely whatever I was getting started into <clears throat> kind of looking into different practices that I might be into. I definitely considered Christian mysticism mm -hmm. and whenever I was looking more into it, it was definitely something that I feel like a lot of my family would vibe with a lot more than I would yeah. because I don't necessarily like believe in the one God and I I think it's just more of a source of, of where we came from mm -hmm. rather Absolutely. than you, you know, and I think that the, the Christian witches definitely need a lot more recognition than they are getting, especially since it's such a, it's such a brilliant kind of melding of the modern world and the old ways that used to be practiced, because I definitely think that they take kind of like the pagan traditions and and the more um the more occulty type of thinking and and practicing and they use it in a way that helps them get to know themselves better and get to know their god better mm -hmm. and that's honestly what I really look for in a in a kind of spiritual practice that I don't that something about working with just like a one god kind mm -hmm. of thing just didn't vibe well with me. Yeah, that was actually for me one of the things that I had to kind of get used to because I before becoming a Christian mystic and following this Christian path, I did a lot of deity work and I still um, have so much like respect and reverence for a lot of the deities that I worked with. And I'm not going to lie, I miss some of them sometimes. And as my relationship with God evolves, I realize that it's not necessarily that I'm forced to be in this like monogamous relationship with God. I could work with other deities if I wanted to. And I know that a lot of other Christian witches do, which is really interesting and really cool. And I um, pay super respect for them to um, branch out and explore that. I think that that's really 
um, bold to break the mold in that way. And I love it. I love seeing people who just like, don't give a fuck about what happens in their spiritual path and they're willing to just go for it. I love it. So that there are, there are some Christian witches who do work with other deities, but I personally choose not to, um, but at the same time, I loved all of the deities that I did work with. So it was a hard transition for me. Oh, definitely. Right now, I'm, I've am i put down, like, trying to work with deities for the time being. <gasps> Stop. <You're> <laughs> um, but I've definitely put, put down, like, trying to work with deities and, like, higher powers in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to call them that, um, and put it away for something more like earthly, because I've been feeling very, um, kind of like spacey and kind of very much in a higher, like a really, really high vibration that like, I, you know, I don't mind, but it's like, yes, living in that high vibration feels nice or whatever, but it can also get so exhausting for some people. And it's one of those things where it gets extremely exhausting mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And I feel like whenever whenever you're like constantly doing spell work like I was and calling constantly putting out these offerings to these different deities to help protect you and like, you know, aid you in your spell, you know, no matter how much grounding and meditating you do, the con I feel like the constant energy flux of those higher beings coming and actually like being in your space that you call them in and <clears throat> you know just dwelling around your home I lingering after um spell work you know their energy kind of lingers for me um it gets so exhausting yeah. and so I I've definitely put that side of the craft down for a little bit to you know kind of hone my skills in in spirit communication and you know kind of working with the dead that float around from place yeah. to place and like are kind of drifting right mm-hmm. I've kind of uh you know started working with my ancestors more and building more relationships with them rather than you know these higher powers that I've only heard heard and read the myths about and stuff like that you know get to know my bloodline kind of and <clears throat> it's been a really amazing journey so far um I started my my spirit communication session or whatever you want to phase in the in my practice um on Samhain and you know contacted my ancestors um had a good little chit chat with them gave out some offerings I made a huge dinner um and it was just like a, it, it was an overall like good feeling of and it definitely kept me more grounded than doing like a communication mm-hmm. with a dead spell or like meditation and calling it Anubis and like Hades and asking all these different deities to come help me. Yeah. It just felt a lot better to know that I had that protection from my ancestors mm-hmm. rather than a higher power that takes more right. energy out of you. Yeah, what's 
really interesting. I wonder, I feel like when you're on the right spiritual path for you, your energy responds to it. Like you, you won't have that burnout as much. You won't have that exhaustion as much. Um, so that's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a, an energetic thing, like a way that our spirit points us towards what we're supposed to be doing. Oh yeah. I definitely think about that sometimes. Like, is it, I also kind of think of it as because I grew up with really bad ADHD. <laughs> so I would like lose interest in one thing and I jump to another yep. thing. I kind of think of it like that. I kind of think of it like that. Like our higher power, our like higher self is like, all right, I'm done <laughs> with this. And then we just like move on to the next thing. And then, you know, since we're, we no longer have that need to be in that situation anymore, you know, our energy kind of like shifts. And as our energy shifting into that other um, space that we need to be, as we continue to do that um, past kind of putting our energy into that past situation, um, it definitely, I feel like it drains us. It's like a, you know, it needs the source of power needs to come from somewhere and it's coming from you obviously, but you no longer want to be there. So you, your higher self has to, <clears throat> you know, get your body to come on girl, let's go this way. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you were also talking about um, kind of divination methods mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, you know, like divination and the Akashic Records. Do you want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah. Mostly the Akashic Records, because I know that people are kind of, that's been going around on on kind of like social media lately about the Akashic records and and stuff like that. I've been reading a lot of articles about it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the Akashic records are this eternal sense of place that you can tune into um, to receive information. And so the information stored there is the information of the past, present, and future everything that has ever existed or will exist. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of consciousness stored there and there's a lot of information and energy stored there. For most people, when they tap into the Akashic Records, it looks like a um, library, like a labyrinth with um, library stacks and bookshelves um, and record keepers. And there are these things called Akashic Records guides or guards. And so most people describe these as being spirit guide beings. They may physically see them in their um, third eye or they may feel them or they may hear them. And these guides exist to help us usher in information and retrieve information from the Akashic Records. So obviously you can't just tune in and get anything that you want or else um, there would be no fun in that if we could just know everything that ever is or will exist. You are limited in what information you can know, and there are more strengths that exist there. But um, for the most part, when you have permission from this guide, you can tune in and find some really valuable things about what happened to your past or what will come in the future. And so this is how prophecy operates when anybody does a prediction or a prophetic message or when they are 
even remembering parts of their past, whether they realize it or not, they're tuning into these Akashic records. So it's not always this really hard place to get to. Sometimes we can tune into it just by remembering an event that happened in our lives. So um, yeah, it's a really cool place. There's a lot, there's a lot to explore there. I definitely, I've, okay, so I, you remember how you sent me, um, Rob Slater, I think I signed up for his, um, like, newsletter yeah. kind of thing, and I, recently I've been kind of, I've been kind of into it, and I've been kind of following it, and looking forward to the emails that I get every week, I and I've, I have been obsessed. I've been listening to all kinds of like the uh, like recordings that he sends and I've been very into like getting trying to get into the Akashic records. I know it's like super difficult still right mm-hmm. now. But I definitely like want to get in there and peek around and see what's all up in there and yeah. And really feel the vibe because you know I there's healing to be done and I feel like the records would probably know how to heal how to heal from the situations that are happening in the collective right now better than any of us would Mm -hmm. so like let's get up there and try to see what we can see because some healing needs to be done it needs to be done now I am so sick of it here (laughs) right Let's just take all of that information in the Akashic and just like ground it into here and now so that we can get over this already and move on. That's that's my feeling. (laughs) Exactly. Like I am so sick of it here. Um so do you do you do like Akashic readings for people? And if so, is there like some place that people can reach out to you and try to get one of those if you're doing them yes, right now. Yes, I haven't done one in a while, but I would say Tumblr is the best place um, to find me and to keep up with when I'm doing readings. So my Tumblr is powerpriestess.tumblr.com um, and you can find me there. I love doing Akashic Records readings. I've had a lot of really fun experiences in the past and I do plan on maybe doing them in the future moving forward. I would love to. You will have to let me know as soon as yes, you open those readings because I I will pay you however. Right, I'm gonna <laughs> I would love to get a reading. I I think we were talking about setting one up, but I don't think we ever. Oh did. my goodness, I'm gonna have to do one for you for sure. I will I will absolutely give you a reading. Let's do it. Uh, that would be everything. I would love it. Um. Uh, so after I get done recording with you, I'm going to record with Paya. And then I think sometime next week, I'm going to sit down and record with Bexie. Nice. Oh, that's going to, that's going to be such a fun episode. I've been super into the Zodiac and like astrology. We love it. Um, I am so excited for that episode, but, um, so do you have any kind of like tips or tricks that would help kind of like a beginner 
maybe not like a beginner because I don't think like a beginner should be trying to get into the Akashic Records. But um, kind of like somebody who's looking into it, um, do you have any kind of like tips and tricks for them to like kind of get there, kind of get into that um, state of being where they kind of vibrate on the same level Yeah. and Mm get in there? So this is like my least favorite advice to give and my least favorite advice to get, but meditate. <laughs> I hate meditation. It is so hard for me. Um, I definitely have a bit of ADD. And so it's, it takes a while for me to get into that meditative state. But seriously, meditation as much as you can every day, just get in the practice and get in the habit of doing it, even if it's just for five minutes, because that will really help you to maintain the amount of focus that's necessary in order to get to that Akashic Records. And so the process of getting to the Akashic Records is really just about stilling your mind, stilling your heart, stilling your spirit enough so that you can get out of your body and into um, the realm where everything is expansive and everything is accessible. So the first step to getting there is being inner stillness in order to um, then journey into the Akashic. Also, if you have experience in spirit work, you can try to get in contact with an Akashic Records guide. This usually has to happen through an attunement, but not necessarily. You can just ask for this guide to come forward. It may take some time, um, but just keep pushing and keep asking. But I encourage you to do that only if you are experienced or comfortable with um, basic spirit work. So I would I would say the kind of prerequisite for that is to maybe have a good connection with your ancestors or with like a primary guide or maybe a deity um, or God or whatever you connect to the universe. Have some sort of foundation for spirit work before trying to get connected with an Akashic Records guide because it can be a little tricky um, and it can be a little dangerous when trying to call in those higher level guides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, yes, I've definitely noticed that, I mean, it's a lot easier for me to discern Mm-hmm. from kind of like the spirits, also because whenever I started my craft, I also decided that it would be a good idea to try and worship a deity whenever I didn't know what I was doing and ended up summoning a demon. Um, and then we had to get rid of that by myself, which was really stressful. And I was like, okay, never again. Are we doing whatever, whatever we just did? We're going to strike that from the books. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I've definitely noticed that it's, it's kind of, it's kind of gotten a little easier to get into the Akashic Records. <clears throat> um, than it has been all year it's kind of getting it's kind of it's kind of loosening up just a little bit not a lot though <laughs> it's really hard to still get in um but it is getting kind of easier and i'm taking that as a good it sign is a good sign totally that <clears throat> so but we'll we'll see how things progress into 2021 Which, can you believe, we're already, like, a week into I December. literally cannot believe it. I'm not ready. I didn't even think we were going to see 2021. I I was... just kind of, like, forgot that a year was outside of 2020. <laughs> I was like, I'm not even going to make it, so I'm not going to worry about it. exactly. <laughs> but here we are. That was literally me this entire year. I was like, I don't, I, 
if I make it to 2021, 20, that means that I'm right? meant to be here. And if I don't make it, I don't make it. <laughs> it is what it is at this point. <laughs> Honestly. We're still here. We're still kicking. Um, I think that's so insane that we're like, where did the whole 20, where did 2020 go? Like as soon as the pandemic started, I was like, oh my gosh, 2020 is about to last forever. It did not. And then I think we got to like, exactly. And then I think we got to like August and I don't remember anything. Seriously, I don't even, I barely even remember Halloween. I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) Did that even happen? Oh yeah. Oh, that was definitely insane. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, hold on. When is Halloween? <laughs> and that it was whenever I had to, I had to go out to buy like all of my last minute supplies right? because I had forgotten a couple <laughs> things. I kept pushing it off because we love a procrastinating <laughs> queen. Um, but whenever I was going to buy it, I was like, when is Halloween? Isn't that like a week away? And then I look at my calendar, and it's tomorrow. Yep. And I was like, oh, no. Oh I'm my gosh. It's yet. fine. Because you know what? It's going to be Christmas tomorrow. So, <laughs> time we realize it, that, it is. It tomorrow. is. I'm, as soon as I wake up, there's going to be a Christmas tree. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> what is happening? It's just a glitch in the year. This whole year has oh just been, goodness. yeah, a glitch in the matrix. It wasn't supposed to happen. We'll all forget, forget about it in 2021. I really, I really think that we will. I think that the government is going to be like, all right, well, (laughs) that experiment happened. It's time to restart now. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, time to do a a hard reset. This isn't working for us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I want to. I don't know where. Where to go now? Um, what else? Um, do you want to talk about like uh, your kind of beginnings into witchcraft? And I don't know how much of that story you're kind of want to put out there and, yeah. and share because I know not a lot of people like like talking about the past because it brings up like a lot of old memories that they're not comfortable with. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Um, So I started getting into witchcraft really young when I was like 11. I think that's when my path really started. And I was obsessed with um, fairies and with earth-based magic. That was really thing I got into druidry. And for like the first three years, that was mainly what I was doing was just earth-based magic understanding spell work, working with the elementals. I loved and still love elemental spirits, which for those of you who may not know what that is, elemental spirits are um, fairies, elven beings, um, draconian spirits, um, anything that correlates to earth, wind, um, fire, and water. So um, dragons and mermaids and fairies those are usually the things that you're going to think about when you mention elemental beings so i was really into elemental magic i loved it and then i got more specifically into draconian magic which then (laughs) led me into the dark arts which i loved and that was the path that i was really serious about and devoted to was just studying things like death magic and demonic 
um, spirits and um, getting into that work. And I was really, <laughs> I want to say I was safe, um, meaning I knew that I was crossing into darker and heavier territory. And so I did tread lightly, but I also inevitably opened up a lot of doors. And I don't want that to scare anyone who is on their journey, um, because that was actually the moment that I learned a lot. And so don't be afraid um, to make mistakes on your path. You will make mistakes. You will probably open doors that you shouldn't. Um, like Kane mentioned with the little deity <laughs> incident. It will happen. It's just like a natural mm -hmm. part of doing this work. Mm -hmm. So I did get into some pretty like weird situations working with um, darker spirits, which was a little scary. Um, but thankfully, nothing um, that lasted too long. And then from there, I got into psychic work. So um, around when I started entering into high school, that was when I started doing my psychic work. And that's what I've pretty much been doing to some extent um, up until now. Um, let's see what else. So I started my own business doing readings. That was really my area. Birds readings and tarot. And I was like my craft. I was so devoted to that path and I loved it. And then along the way, plot twist, I ended up falling into Christian mysticism, which was, um, the last path that I expected myself to be on um, as someone who was very rebellious, a total Satanist, hated a church. I still I still have my problems with the church, but <laughs> I, I ended up on that path and that's where I am now, just resting in this new place and exploring and deconstructing and figuring out what spirituality means to me. But I started off as an earth witch. I am still very connected to the earth and I still um, use the earth in my spiritual working. I love that. That's definitely okay. <laughs> so we're not going to judge. Um, I think I started my craft. I want to say back when I was like 13 in mm -hmm. middle school, like super young started with, kind of like different religion books yeah. that I could yeah. find in like the school library and then uh, I found I, I want to mm -hmm. say like a pagan book or like a, a Wiccan book and after I read that book I was right. like this is it <laughs> this is going to be my life from now on and started working with elemental spirits and you know, kind of inviting them in and out and and just very big into spirit communication. The more that I, like, look back at my past, I just love communi communicating with, like, things mm -hmm. that I can't see <laughs> and things that, that aren't necessarily there but are still there. Right. <clears throat> and then I started picking up, like, kind of deity work and... Um, that's whatever we had our little <laughs> demon accident where I, I kind of like got the house possessed. Um, but I've definitely, I've learned a lot of, a lot of stuff along the way, yeah. like what not to do and how not to summon a demon. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like the more that I've progressed past that point, I've learned that I'm more of a, 
Mm. More of a gray witch rather than anything else. <clears throat> Mainly because I see yeah. the good and the bad in everything. And there's not there's not one thing that is fully light and there's yeah. not one thing that is fully dark. Um my question to you is what are your what what are I've always wanted to know what your take on on kind of like demons were, especially coming from like a Christian mystic kind of standpoint. Um, like because I know in the Bible they're mm-hmm. like, oh, de- demons are bad. Don't talk to demons. Um, demons are a part of like Satan and mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Um, I just wanted to get like your kind of your viewpoint on it because I don't necessarily think that demons are always completely bad. Yeah, they're not always good. Well, it's a really interesting question. I actually I don't know if I've thought about this too much. I think that number one, I've, I I think I agree with you though because I've had this problem with Christians blaming everything on demons. It's like everything is demonic, and I'm like, calm down. It's not that mm-hmm. serious. And I think that there's like this obsession on making them so evil when a lot of the times they think that they have the same morality scale that we do. I think that um, they're on that sliding scale of maybe some of them are evil and some of them are bad and some of them do possess people and some of them, you know, mm-hmm. are, you know, to our standards evil. But I also think that maybe there are some that are just doing mm-hmm. what they need to do to survive. Right. Cause if we think about it, their spirits and their natural way of surviving in this world is feeding off of energy um now Mm -hmm. so with that kind of knowledge of that's how they survive are they really evil or are they just doing what they need to do to survive and then can there be like this mutually beneficial relationship with a demon where maybe there is like this energetic exchange which i know sounds super like bad advice (laughs) i'm not telling you to go make like energetic deal with the demon but (laughs) yeah please don't (laughs) oh no please don't but technically i don't know if they're if they're pure evil or if they're just beings like we are and they're just beings who are doing what they need to do to survive which a lot of human beings are doing and a lot of human beings do stupid Mm. shit that end up you know putting us in jail or making bad decisions but we're not doing it because we're even doing it because we're doing what we need to do to survive and so sometimes you have to make risky dangerous decisions Mm -hmm. and so yeah i kind of agree with that you know nothing is black and white everything is just kind of gray and it is what it is Mm -hmm. that's definitely where i i mean i kind of stand in the Mm -hmm. whole like light and dark situation I feel like there are yeah, pure light deities good. out there. And then there's also like pure dark, like pure evil. Like they mm-hmm. they know nothing else but violence in their life. And you know, there's always mm-hmm. there always has to be something in between. And that's and I've also noticed the more that I look into like kind of witchy things and and um, kind of, like, discover my spirituality and, like, my spiritual side, the more I'm having problems with, like, how I identify in the world mm-hmm. as a human being. Like, kind of, like, on the on the gender scale and 
on like a sexuality kind of of standpoint like and it's it it gets hard for me sometimes whenever i'm doing this in intense like Mm -hmm. research of this one topic and you know you're finding all these different spaces that they yeah. didn't make space for you back in it, whenever these books were actually written and it's it's really it's really weird for me because i'm like well am i what like what where where do i stand and like mm -hmm. where am i and how how do i put myself in this situation and like it's just <laughs> giving me yeah, a complex for sure. in a way um so what is kind of like how do you i i don't want to like be rude or anything or like if if you don't want to answer this we can no, just like cut this it. whole thing out we could just cut this whole part out of the of the podcast but like how do you identify as like in the lgbt community or like oh yes or, i am very queer <laughs> i am bisexual um yeah my first several relationships were <laughs> um with women so yes i am very bi and um that is something that honestly i haven't struggled with too much in my life thankfully um it's never been a problem with my spirituality even when i came to christianity i never felt like i needed to change that part of myself or erase that part of myself i'm very open about it and very comfortable in it um, and it's always been a part of my life. I'm very grateful for that. I never really had um, my gay awakening because I just always knew. <laughs> so, so that was a that was a luxury to just kind of always be able to walk in that freedom and that knowingness of who I am. I I love that. I love hearing about people that mm -hmm. just know, and they don't have to ever. They don't have to ever question it because it's like i wish i could do that that would be phenomenal that would be so, that would just relieve so much more stress and like i probably wouldn't procrastinate as hard as i do with my studies and like and the occult and the and in witchcraft and kind of stuff because i procrastinate my studies so much because i'm just like oh this is gonna <laughs> send me into like an identity crisis right. And I, I don't, don't know if I have the energy for that right now. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I just had one like two weeks ago. I don't need a third one for the, <laughs> this month. Um, but it's, it's definitely kind of, it's gotten so much better, especially in like 2020, now that everybody's kind of like getting yeah. into this quote unquote woke phase and everybody's like kind of waking up to the fact that like you know yeah what we see isn't really what we see <laughs> it's all just like it's literally just smoke and mirrors from capitalistic we're not <laughs> don't even start on capitalism <laughs> the more th i feel like the more that i do my own like i work for a company right. the more and more <laughs> i hate capitalism <laughs> because 
<laughs> every time I see somebody come into that store, <laughs> I'm like, I cannot stand it here. Why is capitalism a thing? If capitalism wasn't a thing, <laughs> I wouldn't have to be here right now. <laughs> Blame it all on capitalism. Um, for sure. But... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I... It's, there's like a sound going around on TikTok right now that's like, who one historical figure that you just want to fight? You just want to one on one beat the shit out of them. And I was like, whoever invented capitalism, <laughs> whoever decided that we needed a nine to five job to work, and that is it. I want to fight you <laughs> right here, right Absolutely. now. I will be one hundred percent. Um, so we got 15 more minutes left. Um, divination, what kind of, um, besides like the Akashic records, uh, I know you were talking about tarot. Is there any kind of other forms of divination that you are using or kind of like very much into right now? Um, is, or in like... What's up with that? What's up with your with divination kind of? So, yeah, you, like you said, tarot was one of the big ones for me when I first started. Um, and then I decided to move away from tarot once I started getting into the Akashic work. Um, and since then, I haven't used a lot of divination just because I found that once I strengthened my intuition and my, my seeing abilities, I didn't really need divination as much. Um, but I still do have a couple of things that I love to do. Mm. And one of those things is, I don't know if this technically counts as, I think it counts as divination, which is just crystal gazing. So if you have a crystal, you just basically communicate with that crystal by gazing into it, um, seeing what messages come out of it. It's, it's basically just like having a conversation with the crystal, which sounds absolutely insane, but I promise that it actually, um, works. It, it, it mm -hmm. helps with discerning, um, what's going on in your life and things that you need to know. Um, or it might just end up being a really interesting conversation with a crystal because crystals store memory, they store energy, and you can um, tap into and tune into that energy within that crystal. So that's what I've been doing. I don't know if that necessarily counts as divination, but that's been something I've been really into lately. I would mm -hmm. count. I love crystal gazing. I've only recently discovered it, like, within the past three months. And I just, I just stare. <laughs> you just look the absolute, I also love to practice right? kind of things that make you look absolutely insane if somebody were to walk in. If somebody were to walk in your room and you're just, like, staring at a crystal, like, hardcore having a staring contest with this crystal, and somebody walked in, they would just be like, uh, I'm going to go. I I feel like I don't belong here right now in this moment. I'll come back in a little bit. I just love those kind of things. Like, I love, um, now that I finally have my own space, I have a desk with my altar on it. And I have um, a picture frame that I bought. And I painted the entire thing black. And so now oh, I use yes. it as like kind of like my black mirrors for scrying. And I'll just sit at my desk and just full on stare into it. And at the end of it, when I, like after I'm out of the mm -hmm. out of that um, 
state of mind and like state of being. I I'm I just look at myself and I'm like, <laughs> if somebody were if I were to have actual roommates still, somebody yep. were to walk in and be like, "Are you okay?" Totally, I like love what is happening right It's now? just it's so <clears throat> relaxing and it's fun and it's yeah totally weird <laughs> but that's what's fun about it that's yeah. what's fun about spirituality in general is that you can be as weird as you want to you can do some crazy crazy things that probably look insane to anyone else but you know what it works for you oh my goodness yes and one thing that i'm super excited for is i'm super excited that now that i don't have roommates i don't have to worry about like <laughs> i was literally walking around without clothes on now <laughs> And so, and so I can't wait for the next full moon because now that everybody is gone, the windows are getting opened, the house is getting bathed in sunlight, and I'm just going to dance to Stevie Nicks and summon the wind god (laughs) to come clean out my house. Better. Oh my god! I just one of the best rituals I did. I think it was on like. I want to say it was like a Libra full moon or something like that. And I, I did, um, I think I posted a picture of it in the cup. I don't have to send it to you, but it was, um, I made this like really gorgeous altar for um, the nymphs, for nymph spirits. And I invited them into my space. I had blood oranges and I think I had like pomegranates. It was just like luxurious. It was amazing. I'm like, will fully brag about that ritual for the day of for, like for the rest of my life. Cause it was so freaking cool. And I literally just danced <laughs> naked all night with the nymphs. And that was it. That was, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> See, and see, <laughs> if anybody else were to listen to this conversation, they'd be like, dancing with nymphs in your house? Maybe what? I, what are y'all talking yeah, about? I'm like home right now, and I secretly hope that I, like, my entire family is listening to this conversation right now outside of my door. <laughs> I'm like, I dare when I got to walk past my room right now and just hear this conversation. Just... <laughs> oh, just the first word. I could just imagine the first words out of somebody's mouth right now just being, what? It's a good you, oh, what, I, I, <laughs> what? What is happening? It is. I love it. Like, people think you're crazy whenever you want to go outside under a full moon, start a bonfire, and dance with the spirit. You haven't like, done that. I you got to do it dance. at least once in your I just life. Have a good time. Everyone listening, you have to do it. Oh. At least once, because if you're not dancing naked under the moonlight with like a exactly. fire going, <laughs> you're, are you really doing witchcraft? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've texted some of my friends that like only recently started practicing witchcraft. And um, I was like, hey, can I come over and like spend the night? Because, and they just like, this is so out of the blue. What do you want? I, and I'm, I just want to start a bonfire in your in the forest <laughs> in your backyard while you're like asleep. And just spend the night I'll with be the back in the spirits, party. and then I'll be. You back won't in even the have to see me. Like just you don't be, have to yeah. worry about me. You don't have to worry about me. Yeah. No. Just don't come out here. Just like don't look into the woods. Oh. 
Yeah, don't <laughs> you worry. You stay about in it. there. I'll be back here, and we'll just mind our I business. Love it. <clears throat> I, uh, but now that I have my own house, oh, and it has a, uh, it has a fireplace. <laughs> ah, it has a fireplace. I love that. Um, but now that I have my own space, oh, we're Absolutely. definitely doing a lot more naked rituals, Living your best and I'm life. super excited about that. <laughs> yeah, you know it. Um, so we're going to be coming up on time here in a minute. Um, do you kind of want to give any last minute advice, um, for like maybe... The beginner witches, um, people just coming into the craft, um, kind of, you want to give some resources, yeah. like self-plug, so you know, I guess do whatever just, you Yeah, want. I'll give a, you know, a word of you. whatever wisdom I can offer. Um, we talked about a lot on this, on this little chat. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't. That's like the best advice I can give you mm-hmm. on this entire path is to just find what works for you. Don't feel like you have to do anything that um, someone else is doing. Just do what feels good for you. And if it doesn't feel good, leave it. And like Kane was kind of talking about in the beginning about how um, your energy responds to the things that are right for you, pay attention to that. Pay attention to what um, feels good for your heart, what feels good for your energy, what is draining you and what is giving you life. Follow the things that give you life doesn't spark joy leave it and explore everything like go to places that you wouldn't think that you would go spiritually like explore death magic explore christian witchcraft explore folk magic explore herbalism do whatever it is um, that interests you and go for it without any limitations because the second that you limit yourself you're going to block yourself off from something that could really be the thing that is for you so go for it and don't be afraid of anything, even the parts that may seem dark, that may seem scary. Like we talked about, some things are gray. And so if it looks like it's going to be evil, if it looks like it's going to be dark, if you've been programmed your entire life to believe that it's demonic, take a risk on it anyway and explore it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've definitely noticed that. Um, yeah. <laughs> the craft is very much a... Just yeah, which can be really scary, and, but it is genuinely good advice. Hope you make it out. <laughs> a lot of things in life where that isn't good advice, but oh, <laughs> with witchcraft, it tends to be good advice as long as you're being smart and you have a good hat on your on, on your neck. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, is there any kind of like um, social media that you want to plug? Any um kind of sources yeah so check out my tumblr again it's at power priestess all the good stuff um you can go head over there i will also give you the link to the coven maybe you can attach it somewhere for me kane we would love to have you party with us we're going to start getting active in there more and hosting Mm -hmm. workshops and starting in 2021 we're going to be hosting at least monthly workshops but most likely bi-weekly workshops so we would love for you to come hang out with us in there Um, we have a really lovely family and i love everyone in there and we would love to have you yes i i (laughs) love it there it is i can vouch 10 out of 10 
would recommend joining. <laughs> um, I, but I will definitely put that link in the uh, show notes and, you know, redirect everybody to the coven to, you know, come get to know me better and, you know, know my yeah. my friends that I hang out with on the internet. The internet. Great. Get to know them. Um, yes, we do. I, and I'm so excited that I, I'm so glad that I discovered the little coven because uh, it's, yes. it, it's so Beautiful. nice and everybody is so sweet. <clears throat> well, um, we are on time. So thank you, Courtney, for joining me. Um, it was lovely I catching up and talking. We have to do this again sometime. We're going to have to talk about the Anunnaki um, next time. For sure. <laughs> yes. <gasps> yes. Right. Yeah. We'll have oh, to yes. do a whole you episode. I could talk that. hours about I the Anunnaki. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining me. Bye. Um, and I will talk to you later. Wow. I told y'all that was going to be a good episode. She, she went into such detail and I am super excited for her to be my co-host because we just get along on such a, like a different level and you know I kind of feel that even though we do see eye to eye on some things some of we're going to be able to talk about and kind of share our points of view on on different subjects and that's going to be two different points of view completely especially from where I am currently in my journey with spirituality and and where I am in life versus her. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I just want to, you know, do a quick outro and let you know how excited I am about this podcast and how excited to start this kind of, I want to say more of a spiritual lesson kind of journey for me um and i will see you guys in the next episode all right bye bye